Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by Sarah Vocations Ministry. Learn more at joinserra.org. Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Jean Till, and on today's show, we're visiting with Father Dan Kirby. He is not only a pastor, but the director of newly ordained and international priests. A man of many hats, yes. well-respected among our presbyters, our group of priests. So I'm looking forward to that chat with uh, Father Kirby. That's me. Excellent. Here we are. I hope uh, people had a marvelous uh, celebration of Thanksgiving and this kind of We waddled in, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, maybe a few turkeys escaped the cho- chopping block, but... Uh, yeah, and now we're kind of right, ready on the verge of, of Advent starting, that mm-hmm. holy season that so many of our Catholic friends tell us this is one of their favorite seasons. You know, mm-hmm. I think that in, incipient joy and just that sense of expectation to, to abide in that holy mm-hmm. tension that we have. And that, not to jump into Christmas too soon. Amen, amen, even though I must confess my quarters are decorated uh, because we have well, some videos to, yes. to, to produce. But, uh, yeah, we'll keep that spirit. My chapel is not decorated, so okay. we'll keep it uh, honest in that way, too. But uh, uh, December 1st, uh, First Friday, uh, but also something new today, uh, uh, Father Nick Smith's father, uh, Patrick Smith, will be formally sworn in as a district judge of the Polk County Courthouse this afternoon. So that'll be a new experience, but yeah. congratulations to him. I think a man of great uh, prudence and great measure and uh, great faith, too. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a trifecta there, you know, yeah. but uh, we can count on for that. So. So that'll bless this district, our, our area as well. It was really good to be with the folks at Sacred Heart Woodbine last week. Uh, interesting construction project. The I developer about split that. the church in two and expanded it. So, uh, you know, just the chance to be with them. And it's a beautiful little space. But then obviously new faith formation space that connects with their pastoral center. So lots happening in Woodbine. That's, wow. a, that's a tremendous place. You yeah. Know? Besides doing well in the state cross-country meet, uh, they're flourishing in faith there. And then also the chance to be at Conception Abbey this past mm-hmm. week. They caught me at a weak moment and asked if I would give a talk to the seminary community there. They have an annual lecture. Uh, and so my talk, you know, the role of philosophy and priestly formation, Jesus and philosophy's role, showing what life is and where it is to be found. So it was just nice to be with them, to hang out, to connect uh, with that community. It's um, very close and so near and dear to so much of the Diocese of Des Moines and their formation of mm-hmm. deacons and our priest retreat and everything else. So it's a little chance to give back as they celebrate 150 years as an abbey and on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, they'll be doing that. This weekend, looking forward to dedicating the new school construction at St. Joseph Parish, east side of Des Moines. This has been a multi-million dollar project in, in, gem, in Genesis and uh, uh, a great uh, addition, that long-awaited school gymnasium. Yes, part years of this, in the uh, waiting. But the, the teaching spaces, and I think it's just going to be a great enhancement. And as uh, you know, more people are attracted to consider Catholic education. Uh, there it sits as a, as a great oasis of, of faith and learning there. And then in the evening, a little bit different flair with our Drake University students at St. Catherine of Siena at the Drake campus, you know, the, what they call the blessing of brains. But we know that <laughs> the students are a little more stressed out at this time of year and mm-hmm. finals week right. and everything else so that they would just receive a blessing and know that both in their successes and maybe sometimes if things don't go as they want, these are all part of God's way of guiding them in their path, discernment path. And it's not fun sometimes mm-hmm. not to, to have that door immediately open to you, but uh, we pray they all do well and uh, 
you know, some really inspiring young people and assisted by the Focus missionaries there at St. Catherine of Siena, that team of four, uh, I think really kind of unlocking and connecting with them and as disciples of Jesus in, in a very powerful and beautiful way. Not to forget in that interim Saturday night, uh, we're going to have a centennial trivia event at the Catholic Pastoral Center right there on Grand. Yes. Uh, you know, kind of, I don't know if that's an, really an Advent uh, event, but I think it's, you know, <laughs> the centenary of Catholic Charities. And I think it'll be a lot of fun, festivity. Uh, folks can check that out. I'm sure they accept walk-ins. You know, the ticket is uh, in the $50 range, but it's all supporting the many ministries mm-hmm. and worth of Catholic Charities. So, Well, 100 years. I know that trivia answer. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that one now. Which bishop started Catholic Charities? Okay, no, I'll, I'll wait. Oh, All right, we got to oh, go. We got to go to oh, break, Jane. Sorry. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> when we return, we'll be visiting with Father Dan Kirby, the director for Newly Ordained and the International Priests. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Dino Storage, 2725 2nd Avenue in Des Moines, offering monthly rentals, indoor climate-controlled storage, and package delivery to your unit. Learn more at dinostorage.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from John Leonetti, EOS Implementer, the entrepreneurial operating system, helping businesses and organizations clarify, simplify, and achieve their vision. John.Leonetti at EOSWorldwide.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Knights of Columbus Borman and Pfeiffer Agencies, serving Catholic families in Iowa, offering life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability insurance, and retirement annuities. The Knights of Columbus, the Fraternal Benefit Society, able to provide financial security to members and their families. Learn how Knights of Columbus agent Walker Borman can help at 563-689-6801. That's 563-689-6801 or kofc.org, kofc.org. Welcome back to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. And on today's show, we're visiting with Father Dan Kirby, Director for Newly Ordained and International Priests. Father Dan Kirby, thank you for making time to be with us. You're a man in many directions. I know a couple weeks ago, you were at the National Catholic Youth Conference. That was you awesome. Know, your familiar presence, the head of Father Kirby rising, you know, like a, a head at a basketball, college basketball game behind the free throw. And there was a lot of uh, clothespins on it. You know, you have yeah. the idea that they clip the... So. Ah, because, you know, they love you. The young people love you and a uh, special place in your heart. But that's just one of the, the many ministries you've been about. You've had a role, obviously, in a pastor and uh, places, Council Bluffs. And, yes, uh, right. All of the diocese, but uh, also role in formation of men considering priesthood. That's right. I was uh, the director of seminarians for, oh, I think five or six years. Uh, and I enjoyed that very much, working with the, with the young men. And helping them, you know, in their their formation. So that was that was a, a blessing. You were an accompanier before Pope Francis, even. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leading the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, but also calling them to, to yes. realize, you know, and to calling to greater holiness as, as they inspire us too. Yes, you know. that's right. Yeah, you know, it's so true that when you when you work with the uh, seminarians, and I, I will also say with the junior priests too, you learn so much from them. You know, and and uh, that's uh, I think that's a blessing. What would be mm-hmm. one maybe in memory that uh, you know somebody kind of sparked you? Oh yeah, you know. Well, you I do. think with the young with the seminarians is uh, enthusiasm, excitement, never to lose that. You know, because that can be a challenge. You know, to 
to to you know to to lose that if you can you know you continue to do this and this and this and this but never to forget uh the spirit and wanting to to share that enthusiasm mm-hmm. because where there's great hope great zeal yes there can also be a great temptation to to cynicism yes or, you know to get a little jaded sometimes. yeah we don't want that no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> veto that one yeah. yeah yeah so uh the u.s bishops uh this past year uh, approved a new document for ongoing formation which i know we've uh, discussed mm-hmm. and looked at and it's spiritual reading in many ways, but kind of looking at even Paul's words to Timothy, you know, that just as you receive faith from your yes. grand, your grandmother Eunice and others, now it's up to you, Timothy, to continue to stir this into flame and to continue to be part of that. That's right, and that's what we're we've chosen for our formation uh, with our with our junior junior priests this uh, this document of ongoing formation uh, to continue to have that to cultivate that um, growth. In many aspects of their of their lives, so um, that'll be a one that'll be our our central document that we're going to flesh out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we kind of think analogously. You know, beware the the attorney who's trying to defend himself or the physician who's trying to heal himself. But there is a sense in which you know we have to take charge of our formation. Yes, we just you know even though we want to assemble those people who whom we can be accountable and transparent and. Uh, yeah, that's one of the the passes. You you know, you are spiritual father to the fathers in a way. That's one thing that uh, you're right, Bishop. That we want to provide for our junior priests uh, are those tools uh, for them to help them to grow. Huh? And so that's one of the uh, reasons why we implemented again, kind of renewed it, the whole mentoring program for our for our junior priests. The mentoring program is that um, a seasoned priest, um, a priest uh, that uh, Bishop has uh, chosen as a number of priests, but they they choose a mentor, and that mentor is to help them uh, in uh, throughout their first five years of their priesthood. Not so much a spiritual director. I'm I'm sure sometimes that gets into it, but mostly uh, it's uh, examples of what did you do in this situation? What you know? Have you ever dealt with that? And the mentor can mentor priests can really help them and uh, really helping them grow and their priesthood. So we have the mentoring program that we provide. Uh, we we uh, have them have a spiritual director. We have them... Imp- and that's where this distinction between external and internal form, which they learned in the seminary, right. uh, continues. That's correct. That's correct. It's so important to, to have that spiritual, uh, spiritual director. And also with that is a support group, a priest support group. So that's one thing that I always make sure that they're involved in the pre-support group. So we have those. Which doesn't imply dysfunction in any way. No. I here support groups. You know, yeah. Coming together. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a, an affirmation, um, a support with amongst the brothers of sharing their uh, their joys and, and challenges as well. So are the, are the junior priests, as you call them, are they in a, a pre-support group of, of like junior priests or are they commingled with other they're, they're, senior priests? They're commingled. <laughs> or whatever the right that's term a technical is. term. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, they're commingled. The Eucharistic imagery there, <laughs> right? Right, right. But they might. Have, I mean, they might have uh, you know one or two uh, mm-hmm. uh, junior priests within them, okay. but no, mostly they're commingled in it. Okay. So you know, and, and that's interesting because I've been part of a priest prayer group for thirty years. Uh-huh. You know, and the oldest is eighty-two. You know, and we've lost one or two over the years too. And uh, but. 
we've made a, an intentional effort to invite a younger priest. So we've brought in the last five years, we brought in two priests yes. newly ordained. So there's really a different generations represented. So. That's right. And then also too, with that is uh, to incorporate our international priests in our support groups mm-hmm. as, as well. So that's a, a new aspect of your responsibilities, director. And we call it newly ordained or young ordained mm-hmm. or, and then the international priests. Which, right. Uh, they may be newly ordained, but they may have seasoned uh, right. experience. You're right. They might so. have uh, 20 years of uh, priesthood before they come into our diocese. But I think what's the same is my role is to help them in their transition, right, to help them. They may have different needs or different situations, but to continue to help them to to gel and to flourish in, in their vocation of the priesthood, but, but also in the diocese of Des Moines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, again, we're getting a little diversity, not only in terms of the, the, the ethnic nationalities, but the diversity in terms of ages and experiences that people might have had, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the Diocese of Des Moines, I really credit Bishop Pates and our Jason Kurth, our chancellor, mm-hmm. Sister Jude Fitzpatrick as mm-hmm. well, who've done a lot to help that reception, and Father mm-hmm. Michael Amadeo, yes. our Bishop yes. General, uh, to kind of have a program to take care of some of those basic things, you know, like getting a social security number, yes. you know, getting a vehicle for which we give them some financial support. And so some of the uh, ADA and other things uh, are kind of getting them going, you know, some have been in the States, but others are just hitting the ground running from an international flight. Yeah, that's right. So right at the beginning, uh, you said it, Bishop, is that the diocese has really had um, a great, uh, I'm going to use the word program of, helping them initially transition uh, into the diet, which thanks be to God for that. And, but it was also, uh, it's also the wisdom of the diocese that, well, just like ongoing formation, we want to continue that. We want to continue to help them because once they're in the parish, uh, that there's different challenges that they, you know, that they experience. So we want, we want to help, excuse me. We want to, we want to help them, uh, uh, develop and grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that includes assembling people in the parish to which they're assigned or parishes who can kind of be there for them, help them kind of get acclimated and things, you know, if you, that they're, they're about. Um, the, the ongoing formation document has a whole section devoted to this, aware that in many dioceses, kind of mission territory here in the United States and the pastoral needs that we have, but the power and role of culture and the cultural identity of their presbyter. Every presbyter, every group of priests in a diocese kind of has its own personality, mm-hmm. right? It's not hazing or something, right? But, you know, to, to try and receive them. And that essential fraternity might be weakened if clergy interact exclusively with those of their own cultural viewpoint and experience. You know, Bishop, I, I, I thought it was such a, a great uh, uh, event we had. We have every October, we have the priest workshop. Uh, this year it was in Iowa City. Or Coralville, uh, and uh, I was so uh, impressed and felt so good about the interaction with the uh, the presbyter, the international priest, along with the priests uh, who grew up here in the diocese. What that what a blessing! And I think I, a lot of the priests will say, "What a blessing the international priests have been for us." That we have learned so much from them. We've been inspired by them, and I just I just came away. That was one of the things coming away from our priest workshop is that gelling uh, amongst the international priests and priests who grew up in the diocese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, culturally, let's say perhaps some of the African cultures, Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya, mm-hmm. that uh, we have priests who are represented in our own Des Moines diocese, 
the priestess may be viewed by the laity in a different lens, right, yes. than the American yes. culture, which mm-hmm. literally tends to be a little more democratic, even if there's respect for yes. the priests. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. And so that's that's one of the areas uh, to, the, in my role is maybe is to help them understand that. And, uh, you know, the you know, working with the parish council, working with the finance council. Um, so those that, that how to do that is so important uh, to be successful in the Diocese of Des Moines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To work with women and men yes. who have yes. uh, important roles yes. in that. And uh, that we have to offer an account for why are we making this decision? You know, it's just not Father said. Right. It's, <laughs> it's kind of what the Holy Father has been. It's synodal, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been trying to do that for years. And we want to continue to, to develop that and grow into that. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, in the American church, we've had a dimension of synodality. Mm-hmm. You know, if these structures are in place with a pastoral council, finance yes. council, now the diocesan pastoral council, which is going to be an important body for me mm-hmm. to listen to and to be with and the expertise that others have. And so, you know, I think this is a, a true asset, but maybe not something that every priest from an international country is is familiar with. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, a marvelous thing. Um, and even things that it gets into sensitive areas, you know, like boundary issues, you know, what might be appropriate contact mm-hmm. things, you know. I think, uh, you know, it's not just because of the Northern European sensibilities, you know, that we have, but what might be uh, appropriate. We had a whole year-long series last year, right, with m- multiple kind of experts coming in to talk That's to That's right. Uh, and thanks to, to really to Jason Kurth and Sister Jude, they really... And Sue McEntee. Sue McEntee. Sue yeah. McEntee, you're right, Bishop, really developed this whole year of, of it was ongoing formation, transitioning, but a lot of those topics were, were talked about, uh, and I thought that was good. And that was a, a joint uh, with the uh, my, the priest that I work with, the junior priest and an international priest, which I thought it was just great. And uh, so I look forward to uh, more of those in the future. Mm-hmm. And so we had... You know, 30 priests yes. from, from from month to month there. So people kind of wonder, you know, because, you know, we're not necessarily covering administrative things. Some of our priests do have master's degrees in institutional administration, yeah. church administration, but that would be the exception. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where did, where you're, where, did you have to kind of just learn on the job? Did you, were you fortunate to have pastors? We, um, you know, you? I had, uh, I was really blessed. We kind of learned on the job, but I was blessed with pastor. I had my first pastor was Father Phil Cruzy. A lot of people remember Father <laughs> Phil. And uh, so he was a good uh, pastor, learned a lot from him. And, uh, but you know who, uh, uh, the great teachers are the laity. The, if you just listen and, and you learn so much. Uh, from them to help shape you in your your role as being a pastor. Mm-hmm. And that's is that one of the things that you kind of help uh, listen and reflect with the the newly ordained? Because that first relationship with their pastor, no one's going to be assigned as a pastor from the get go when the oils are still fresh on their right. hands, right? Uh, but uh, you know the pres- personnel board, which you've been a part of, mm-hmm. discerning those assignments. Well, there's a little matchmaking going on, mm-hmm. looking at the needs, but also. Is there is there going to be good chemistry here? That's right, and uh, we we uh, we want we want that good chemistry to flourish. We want the young priests to to learn and to and to grow, and uh, and also the you know it. The, one of the challenges for them, you know, they get ordained. Okay, so now they're a priest, and you you want to let them know that okay, this is your first assignment, 
And that's thanks be to God for that. Okay. But you're going to, you're, you're still growing. You're still learning. You're still, and that's one of the things you have over and over again to remind them that it's, this is ongoing. You're learning about uh, eventually uh, our hope is to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, not to have the hubris that say, I'm a, I'm a, finished product right here, you know in this way and now, no more evaluations from seminary i'm free uh, free that's right. that you know that's that's a that's a challenge you know that's a challenge though uh but it's a, a joyful challenge we're, we're happy to 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 look at that challenge because we always want to con- ongoing formation all we're, we're always learning huh we're always learning well and the laity all you know new priests we just lift them right up on the pedestal <laughs> right? You know, it's like, oh, we've been praying for you for eight, nine years. You know, this is wonderful. And and now you're a priest. You know, you know everything. <laughs> and it's like, well, we have to we have to let them grow. They're still I mean, you know, I think of them as my grandkids sometimes because <laughs> like, you know, they're still kids in a sense. I mean, yes, they're right. men. Some but, may be in their 30s or so. Yeah, but, but you know, it's you know. like, you know, you look at them and it's like they still just think what we learn. I learned when I was still 30. And how much farther I had to go. So, you know, we help me or maybe hinder them in that transition. It it's a it's a great mix. A great and if you if everybody's open and realizes we're all in this together, uh, good things can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, grace is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And and again, the formation document: the goodness and holiness of a priest's people can inspire him to seek a deeper union with the Savior. Their struggles and heartaches will move him to recourse to intercession and teach him to preach a word that will comfort and renew hope. You know, when we're listening, then the homilies will come alive, yes. right? Because we've yeah. been in real touch with our people. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, getting in there with the people, uh, living uh, in their, their life, their joys and, and sorrows. And uh, when you that makes preaching all the more dynamic, and uh, people are touched uh, by it. Well, we're going to take a break. And uh, you're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsara.org, join org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Dad, how are things going in St. Vincent de Paul? Awesome, Zoe. Our 6th Avenue Army Post Road and Windsor Heights locations are really busy. Steve Haveman, Executive Director of St. Vincent de Paul, thanking you for your continued support. How can people help St. Vincent de Paul, Dad? By donating and shopping. St. Vincent de Paul helps everyone, even kids' lives. <laughs> yes, Zoe, even kids' lives. Thanks for shopping at our St. Vincent de Paul thrift stores. Welcome back to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Uh, one of the lines, again, if I could quote uh, St. Gregory of Nazianzen, said that extreme old age would not be a long preparation for the priesthood. So, you know, we think of Father John Acre, Monsignor Larry Beeson, yeah. how those, they have a childlike sense about them. Yes, uh, they're, uh, they're at gatherings with, uh, you know, ordinations. And my goodness, the workshop, all workshop, Monsignor Beeson's there. The phone still wanting to learn, still wanting to 
to grow. And they and the and the priests, they all, as you mentioned, Father Akrim, Monsignor Beeson, and others, many others, uh, have we just have a tremendous respect for them, mm-hmm. just tremendous respect. Mm-hmm. But they they they're they're wanting to continue to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. What a blessing! Now, Gene, I'll draw you in here. Uh, you know, one of the things that we—it's not uncommon to hear as mm-hmm. priests come from it—they may speak the King's English, but there's usually a dialect. And of course, mm-hmm. we too. You know, we think we Iowans speak the uh, we have the standard the newscaster English. Right. You know, yeah. in, the, in the country, what what would be your counsel, Gene, to folks? You know, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> you know, it's like we've had some wonderful caring, loving priests. And yes, they're a little hard to understand, but we're hard for them to understand too. And, you know, they kind of whine, you know, when we're at private meetings. Oh, you know. And like, really, we have all of our parishes open, you know, Sioux City Diocese, you know, God bless them, don't have all of their parishes still open. So, so you know, that's a missionary right, work. 68. Parishes mm-hmm. with uh, sixty act, uh, eighty parishes. Excuse me, yes. sixty active uh, priests mm-hmm. in parishes. Yes. Mm-hmm. thirty are international priests. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think it's such a blessing that we still have our faith communities intact, and and we get the joy of having a, a pastor that comes with experiences that we would never have had, and it's humbling, you know, to hear some of their life stories. And it's like, oh, man, I guess my little, you know, life that had this ups and down was not that big of a deal, you know. You know, thank you, Lord, for those experiences. Yeah, and Father Dan, there's a a missionary spirit. There There is a missionary spirit that, uh, wow, we welcome. We welcomed it early on in the history of the diocese with the priests from Ireland. We welcome it today uh, with the priests from Africa and India. Yeah, and just just a a blessing. And and the foundation of that, is our Lord, is Jesus, wanting to share the good news. And uh, wow, what a, what a blessing that is for us and, and the Diocese of Des Moines. Mm-hmm. And the insights into Scripture and everything else. And, and, and again, if I could have one last recourse to the guide, and, and it does you know, name things in, in this respect, but it also challenges native-born folks to, to think about what is the disposition here. And I'm not imputing, you know, that it's all on us and that we're to blame in this way. But it does call us to reflect that complaints that a given priest cannot be understood may be a subtle form of cultural rejection. In the U.S., people find it more acceptable to raise accent difficulty as an issue rather than express discomfort with the differentness of a priest from another culture. Uh, we can try you know, to, to modify accent, whether the diocese is invested in that as well, but accent modification best addressed by speech pathologists and not by language instructors. But I often compare it to, you know, listening to a Shakespeare play, taking, a, you know, that first act, you're like, what's going on here? You know, it's, it's English, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not getting it. Right. But by the second or third act, you just let it come to you and yes. realize it's making sense. So. Yes. And uh, realize when, when the heart, when our Lord is in the, the heart, uh, uh, the, this, the priests are able to express themselves in, in, in many different ways, you know. And uh, that's what we that's what we want. We want good hearts for our priests. And, you know, they'll be able to proclaim the gospel uh, in in many different ways. Mm-hmm. At the bedside of a sick family member who may be succumbing. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, Father Dan Kirby, thank you for your ministry and for oh. saying yes to this role and the many ways you build up the diocese. Privilege and an honor, Bishop, to serve. 
Well, this has been another edition of Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Thank you to Father Dan and all of our listeners in Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin, or wherever you may be listening to Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by Sarah Vocations Ministry. Learn more at joinserra.org.